This is a Crib Room podcast. Going on break. Going on break. Going on break. Information and ideas to take with you while you're going on break. Well, it's a great opportunity at the moment as our Crib Room podcast series gets underway to talk finance and the world as we know it at the moment. We are in definitely some uncharted waters and a lot of people are absolutely unsure on what to do. The following bit of advice, though, is of a general nature. And as we launch our Crib Room podcast, we're catching up with Chris White. (laughs) Try and get that one out. Chris, (laughs) hey, it's been a great opportunity to have you as part of the Crib Room, mate. And welcome to our lovely studio here in West Cow. It's beautiful, mate. Thank you very much. Now, I want to talk to you about finance because things are are all over the shop at the moment. But can we just point out that the advice that we're giving you and what we're going through at the moment is of a general nature. So please, if you do have any other sorts of personal or uh, individual needs, contact those professionals individually. Uh, Chris, first of all, just tell us a bit about yourself. You've jumped on with the Worthy Parts Finance team here as part of a great role helping out businesses and also individuals really in the business world. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. So I've been uh, in the financial services space for 20-something years, working uh, in, in a couple of big banks in a, in a smaller finance business. And a couple of years ago, we started up uh, the finance business and then joined in with Worthy Parts uh, last year um, to, to specifically provide finance services to uh, to Goldfields families and businesses. How have you found it, mate? Because uh, a bit like myself, it's my first fray into getting into the mining nitty gritty, mate. There's some big machinery and there's some big things that happen here in West Kalgoorlie. Absolutely, mate. It's exciting times. Look, there's there's a lot going on in the space at the moment and getting uh, getting involved in a fina- at the finance level, which is really grassroots roots level for a lot of businesses and, and mums and dads out there uh, is really exciting stuff. And, and to see people succeed off the back of, of of the work that we've been able to do for them is just so rewarding. It's fantastic. Love well, it. we're going to use some of your work right now because a lot of people are talking about coronavirus, COVID-19. That's what we'll codename it like the rest of the world because it came in on the 31st of December for our next part of our chat. I want to talk about mums and dads because there's going to be a lot of stress on family budgets. There's going to be a lot of stress that goes through households when it comes to their finances. At this point in time, some advice for those mums and dads who are out there who are making those purchases still unsure of what's happening in, with their own jobs and in their own world. Absolutely, mate. Look, it, it is it is really interesting, unprecedented times at the moment and, and no, none of us really know what to expect. But all the all the commentary, all the the, the the advice that we're receiving out of the government is is there is no need to panic. There's plenty of stock out there for everyone to share. There's lots of food. There's no shortage of food. There's never been a shortage of food. Um, there's no shortage of loo paper. That's not going to happen. Um, so there is no need to be going out there and spending all your hard earned stocking up and filling up your shelves with with you know tins of tomatoes and and, and things like that. So the message, my message is, don't panic as as hard as it could be. Keep a control on your spending. Understand what you have to spend and what you don't actually have to spend. And and the worst thing we can all do is start stocking up on 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 credit card debt and and putting ourselves into a position of hardship when you know there is actually no need to do it. So Chris, I suppose we want to talk about the purchases that we make at this time. The old adage, it feels like we're going into shops at the moment on Christmas Eve and everyone's preparing for the shops to be closed for one day. Uh, The reality is the shops will continue to be open at at this particular point in time. The reality is that we've got a good supply and we shouldn't be going out there and making some big purchases on items that probably 
one we probably don't need to to be honest, but also uh, that we shouldn't shouldn't be putting stress on the family budget with. I mean, toilet paper. We've gone nuts on that. We've gone nuts on taking care of uh, stuff into our freezers. I've heard some reports from some folks that you can't even get chest freezers over in the east coast at the moment because the demand is so that big people want to start building up. Right. Side note, let's go and talk about what people should be doing with their finances in, the, in their shopping environment at the moment. Yeah, thanks. Look, it is, again, it is unprecedented. And we all know what happens at Christmas time or at Easter when the shops are going to be closed for a day. It, you know, it, it's madness the day before. And this is happening over a bit of a prolonged period and it's having ongoing knock-on effects for a lot of people who just can't get what the, the basic living um, needs uh, met. So I think... Uh, from a budget perspective or from money, we've all only got a finite level of income and a level of cash that we can afford to spend on on, on living. Um, set aside for a second the fact that we're not actually going to have shortages of these things if everyone acted as normal. The fact, if you haven't got the money to pay for what you're buying, then don't buy it. There is no need to be going out and spending all your money. It comes really right back down to if you don't have it, don't spend it. Um, now, let's talk about a budget because at this point in time, a budget is probably crucial for a lot of people. They should be maybe looking at putting some aside for rainy days. What's your advice to mums and dads at the moment if they're going to sit down at the at the dinner table and go over their finances as many parents and, and many people do? What would we be looking at to put into the budget at this point? So it, it's there's a lot of stuff and my advice around this doesn't change regardless of what is going on in the rest of the world. Um, it is a matter of understand what you're spending. Make sure that you you do know where every dollar goes, that you are very careful about where you spend your money. That doesn't mean don't go out for avocado on toast for breakfast, but it does mean if you're going to do that, understand that there's some other things that you might not be able to buy. Um, so, and, and you know, we may all be stuck at home for a couple of weeks. So use some time to sit around the table and actually do this sort of stuff. But there is a plenty of um, programs available. You can even use your own bank's internet banking and pull out the last three or six months worth of expenditure that you've that you've put through your accounts. Really sit down and ca- and, and assess every line, categorise all the things that you're spending money on, and then understand what you have been spending. What you've been spending on things that you actually don't even know that you've spent it on and then bring it all back to something that's a little bit more controlled, managed and importantly understood. What about loans at this time as well? We've got mortgages and interest rates just recently have dropped to their lowest, uh, 0.25% at this particular point in time that we're recording this podcast. Uh, We've got uh, credit cards, which uh, many people uh, have as a discretionary sort of a spend generally. Uh, They might be putting a bit of pressure on those. Tell us about the car loans, I suppose, too. Is it, is it a time to look at those finances at the same time or is it a time to just probably just park them up until there's a bit more certainty? That very much depends on your own circumstances. I think for a lot of people um, who have a mortgage, they don't necessarily review the mortgage anywhere near enough. And my advice to people is review your mortgage at least every second year. Just go and sit down with your your, your bank or your, or your broker and, and, and go through what you've got, you know, property values and all that sort of thing and see what else is out in the market. A lot of the time you don't actually need to refinance, but if unless you have a look at the deal, you, you don't know what to go and ask your bank to provide you. That's just as important now as it has been forever uh, and, and will continue to, to, to be so. Look, there is also value in reviewing credit cards, car loans, personal loans and all that sort of stuff as well. While the price of those sorts of things doesn't change based on what the Reserve Bank does. Um, Not for existing facilities. What it does mean is that you can go to market and often find 
new facilities to replace your existing ones at lower prices. Are people um, scared? Do they, do they have that loyalty to banks and do they have their loyalty to all sorts of different things that just come out on a monthly basis? They absolutely do. Absolutely. Um, consumers, as in the general um, mum and dad um, um, population, are really habit, uh, creatures of habit. Mm. You know, once you've set something up, you've probably a lot of the time had a had a fairly ordinary experience in setting up your your home loan or your or your car loan or something. So to think about going and and doing that again becomes very daunting. The fact is, it's not that bad. If you've got a good relationship with your bank or you've got a good broker, nine tenths of the work is done for you by someone else. So you really just need to spend a little bit of time identifying that there potentially are things that you could do, or even if you don't know if there are, to, to find out if there are and, and, and work on it from there. Again, this is advice of a general nature. If you have further individual requirements, it's best to contact the professionals for that particular advice. This is just advice of a general nature in this podcast. And Chris, when it comes to that sort of loyalty, how do we sort of fit in and how do we sort of change things? Do we put the pressure on the I'm going to use banks, for instance, because we're here to talk about finance. Do we put mm. the pressure on the banks and say, look, uh, Mr. Banker, I've been, uh, or Ms. Banker, I've been with your bank for 40 years. Uh, I want a better deal. Is it something that is appreciated in the banking world? That's an interesting one, and it very much does depend on your bank. Sure. Um, and I, I won't, uh, I, 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 you can't tar everyone with the same brush yeah. in this industry. But basically what you will find is that if you have been with a bank for a period of time and you ring them and say, hey, I don't like my interest rate, I think I can do better, nine times out of 10, they will offer you some sort of a discount on your interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not be a discount that means that you're getting a better rate than what you might otherwise, but it's, it's better than what you were paying last week. Then um, what you may also find in some cases is that if you do arrange a, a refinance and you go and tell your bank that you're going to pay out their loan, they may come back again and offer you an even better rate. But, you know, that creates other um, challenges to overcome. But really, it is a matter of asking the question. Sometimes they'll say no, and sometimes a lot of the time they'll say yes. We have a lot of areas around regional Australia where the banks are out of the region. You know, the business bankers are no longer in the town. You have to deal with someone who's probably in a capital city office. Uh, does that make any difference? Does it make a difference that you're dealing with someone from a different level? That in itself doesn't really make a difference. And, and you'll find that it, in, in the banking world at this stage, even if you are a lifelong um, client of a certain mm-hmm. bank that has a branch in the middle of town, um, have never been anywhere else since you were a toddler, then you even if you've you've got someone's name, you probably are not managed by that branch. So it it really doesn't matter. Is is the the short answer? The 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 longer answer, I suppose, is that there are many other finance options that aren't offered by the big banks. Yep. That, and there are many banks around that, that a lot of people in regional areas would never have even heard of, but absolutely do play in those space and will and will assist. We sort of digressed a little bit, but getting back to setting up that budget savings, how much of an important part of setting up a budget is having that money aside for a rainy day or a COVID-19? Very is the short answer. Um, And it's always an interesting one um, because people tend to spend the money that they have. And if they have higher commitments, they will pay them before they spend the money. So savings becomes a little less important because there are ways to manage your expenses um, based on on, on changes around you. But um, my advice would always be to build in a level of savings somehow mm-hmm. in your your overall budgets. 
Um, I find the most effective way of doing that for a lot of people is to actually make extra payments on their mortgage or extra payments on 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 you know on a, on their credit cards and things because you you find that you have a, a level of debt that you're happy to pay for. Um, but if you're only making minimum payments, you're actually probably not even catching up, or not even maintaining the, the, the equity that you've put into the place. So actually putting extra money into the home loans means you can get it out later and, and you've saved money on the way. So if a letter comes out with the recent chop down to the, the lowest interest rates we've had and your bank says, we're going to drop your repayment down to X amount, uh, if you pay that X amount instead of that Y that you already had, you're obviously just covering the costs. And then when things go, and if you start budgeting, I suppose, for that, mm. things do turn around dramatically in six months, which we hope they do. Um, but but all of a sudden the banks say, we're putting up the interest rates and the interest rates go up. Where does that fit into your budget? You've got to probably keep that in mind, don't you? You, you do, absolutely. And the banks already do that. So if a bank is assessing your, uh, your ability to repay, to make mortgage payments, they will apply a rate that is much, much higher than the rate that you, they're actually going to put on your loan amount. So they already... And that, that, that's one of the reasons why some people believe they can afford a loan, mm. but get, get turned down because the bank is using different metrics. So they're already building that into there. So, and it's very, very likely, in fact, um, I don't, there's no, not really any further that rates can go down, but it's very likely that over the next few years, rates will get back up to where they have, were traditionally seen in the, sure. in the 2000s, in the six and 7% range for homeowners, um, rather than the the 3% and sub 3% we're seeing now. Okay, so we move on from talking about loans and uh, the the finance and where that sort of sits in with your budget, the day-to-day, the credit card, all those sorts of discretionary spending, what should we be looking at at this point in time? I know you mentioned before, take care of all the big payments and then go from there. Mm. Um, that's how we could set up our budget. But then how do you split up, you know, do you try and keep your, your food costs at X, your um, I suppose kids' school fees to Y, mm-hmm. some medical fees that need to go in there as well. Absolutely. Look, as I said at the start, the, the, the best place to start is to get all your bank statements for the last six or even 12 months, split, uh, break them all down into, uh, into categories, know what you're spending on, what, know what you're spending on school fees and medical bills and groceries and all that sort of stuff, and then actively go out and seek ways to reduce the cost in each of those categories. If you can get a small, let's say a 2%, reduction in, in expenses in each category, then suddenly overall, you've got an extra couple of percent of your income left mm-hmm. over. Um, but that doesn't mean that what you are spending is wrong. It means that your lifestyle is matching your income. And that is the trap that people fall into. When they then decide they want to go do something else with their money, they've already created a lifestyle that requires them to be spending a certain amount. So We saw a lot of this around the GFC, didn't yeah, we? Um, when people were buying jet skis and great four-wheel drives <laughs> and mansions on estuaries, you know? Absolutely. Now, and they're really sudden, cheap now. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, there was some really good dirt cheap yeah. jet skis going up Absolutely. in the middle of theirs rock arm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, but at the same time, we've been looking at uh, how to how to rein in our spending. What's some of your advice at this point in time for, for that? Is it the case, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, dare I say it, we come back to toilet paper, they're buying it in bulk, mm-hmm. so therefore they're saving. Is is that one of the pro, the sorts of protests or practices that we need to put in place to, to, to try and save money too? It, it does really depend on your circumstances. If, if you have the capacity from, a, from an income perspective to buy in bulk and store that bulk purchase appropriately, um, it is likely to be cheaper than buying things week to week. But a lot of people don't have that capacity. 
So that's why budgeting is a very personal thing. Hence, um, you've seen a lot of uh, freezers being sold over on the East yeah, Coast because they don't exa- have the room to do it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so it, it, look, it, that all comes down to what, where can we save money? Um, how can we create more um, positive cash flow in our own households mm. um, to maintain a lifestyle and a savings regime? Um, that extends as well to uh, personal loans and credit cards and things we briefly mentioned. So they are just as important and probably more so to review than, than a home mortgage because they are at much higher interest rates. A credit card, you're probably paying 20% interest sure. per annum uh, or, or thereabouts. Um, so looking at options around um, refinancing credit cards into personal loans so that you're, you've, you've, you're forced to pay them off over a period of time. You can go to market and seek interest-only credit card balance transfer deals, which means that you get a new credit card for $10,000. That $10,000 goes and pays off and closes your old credit card, but you don't pay interest on that $10,000 for six months. So that creates a capacity to make payments to the card without interest, reduce your balance down before interest starts occurring again. So all those little tricks and um, tips that you can take with you to to just try to improve the amount of cash that you've got inside the household um, to give you that that little war chest. For many people, going on break at the moment is about 14 days, um, and, that, and that's part of our, our podcast playlist. So throw, follow it along with uh, going on break at the moment, and you'll see all sorts of different advice of a nature of travel, of lifestyle, and of course, of some advice that you can use, that you can use at home as well. And this is uh, where we're going to with Chris White, who joins us with Worthy Parts Finance. Chris, one last thing, I'm going to ask for a top three, and I know this is a question without due notice, but the top three for people at the moment to look at their finances, they don't have to be mums and dads, they could be single uh, yet lads who are on their apprenticeship and they're working pretty hard, they could be business owners, they could be you know, uh, people who are looking purely at getting an income from their superannuation. We we probably tell you not to go and check your super at this point in time. Absolutely. It'll bounce back, hopefully. Um, but Chris, what's the top three that you'd like to put out there? Top three. Number one, understand what you're earning and what you're spending. Do your budget and and don't let your spending control you. Make sure you're controlling your spending. Number two is review what you have got already, what you're already spending money on, uh, separate to your budget, i.e. debts, loans and and what have you, Um, and, and, and talk to someone to see if you can get a better deal, if you can reduce those down more quickly and get rid of debt that is effectively a cost to you for often little benefit when you when you end up with um, with loans and nothing to show for it. And number three is remember in all of this that this is your life, it's your situation and don't try to compare yourself with with uh, with Jack down the road who's got the mansion and the hot cars because there is no way to know how his lifestyle and your lifestyle might compare. So be comfortable with what you have and make plans to improve your own position if that's what's driving you, but don't compare because otherwise you'll end up spending money on things you don't just to uh, keep up with the Joneses. And I suppose the Joneses might have had a family inheritance or something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or or you'll have twice as much debt as you and half as much to show for it. You just don't know. Exactly. They could be eating baked beans for dinner every night. Absolutely. Mate, thanks very much for joining us. Our first podcast, and it's all about finances and how to, I suppose, look at them at this time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and that is as COVID-19, which is an ongoing beast. It's changing daily with all the information. Get it from all the relevant sources via the state and federal governments.
But Chris joins us. Again, advice of a general nature. If you are requiring some further information, contact a professional for a appointment. Good on you, Chris. Thanks very much for joining us as part of our first podcast. Cheers, Glenn. Christopher White is a credit representative 484287 of BLSSA Proprietary Limited. ASN 11765160. Australian Credit Licence 391237. White Room Finance Proprietary Limited. ACN 609854300 is a credit representative 484180 of BLSSA Proprietary Limited. ASN 11765160. Australian Credit Licence 391237. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.